Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Geeks and One Noob, where we gather friends of similar interests and maybe not so similar and discuss, joke, learn more about, and generally have fun with geek culture. Today, we have a very special episode. Uh, David and Caleb are not with us, but I have two very special guests, Blake and Matt, my two D&D buddies. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Glad to be back. Yeah. Blake has been here before. Matt, this is his first time. Yep. First time. First time. So excited. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the new uh, Dungeons & Dragons movie, uh, Honor Among Thieves. Um, I guess we'll just kind of jump right in and say what our what our reactions were. What do you guys think? Best movie in the last two years. <laughs> as uh, as somebody who does a lot of like lore reading and, and research on like different realms and worlds and stuff like that uh getting to see the sword coast and and Faerun brought to life like this was absolutely wonderful like yeah. i i i loved it and i loved all the like they they didn't just go surface level with anything there was some like actual deep cuts in the lore that was like oh hey they mentioned that yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we'll we'll definitely get into some of those kind of things cuz i think it's i think it's late enough where we can uh we can do some spoilers if 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 we need to, but all spoiler the, but, alert to begin with. All but, the spoilers, but yeah. but even even that aside, like even if you don't do all that deep lore research and stuff like that, it was still just like it was a solid movie. Yeah. Like it was good, Such it was a fun enjoyable. Movie. Like yeah. uh, we we had uh, somebody that went with us. I don't remember. It was Kyle. Yes, Kyle. Um, yeah, the same as Kyle. And and like he came out of that like. That was fun. I liked that. And then even David, who hates everything, came out and was like, wow, that was actually a good movie. I enjoyed that. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, yeah that was that was a, a high point right there. It was just like, OK, we had we had the grump of the the, the group actually like something. David doesn't hate everything. Yeah, but I walked out. He likes out. coffee. So like, that counts for something. But, but I walked out of the theater and and like we were we were leaving and I was I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, I bet David didn't like it. And then I walked up to David and said, all right, so how much did you hate it? And he goes, no, I actually really enjoyed that movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, what about you, Matt? I mean, I'm like the opposite of like, I don't know any of the lore. Like when we play D and I'm just playing to play, and I hate DMing, yeah. so I never really <laughs> di dive into like the grand lore of things. I just make it up as I go. But the movie was—I mean, it was really good. Like yeah. it, it was very, um, like it caught my attention, and I was able to to watch it the whole way through and enjoy every part of it. Um, I know I missed one part because I had to pee in the middle of the movie, which is like <laughs> ultimate sin with when you're watching a movie. Yeah, um, weakness. Yeah, it was, it was a skill issue. So um, is that pee, when pee leaves your body, it's just weakness? Well, like, I, I mean, no, I the left. fact that he had to get up in the yeah, middle the of the movie. Yeah, the fact that I had to, yeah, that I drank like two, two like big cups of soda, and I was like, well, that was a mistake. And yeah. then I had to, you know, try and run out of the I theater, mean, which didn't happen. But I, it was like, it was like, <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Those of you who know, no. <laughs> Those of you who don't know why Matt running is funny, we're just gonna leave it alone. <laughs> no, I, I mean I did the same thing. I drank a lot of soda before I went in there, and then like twenty minutes in, I was like, man, I really have to pee. And Heather was like, Heather was like, well, if you're gonna go, just go refill this. And I was like, I'm not going. You, you misunderstand. I am staying here until this very long movie is over. Yeah. I can refill it, but you're not gonna want to drink it. And so, and so, and so <laughs> bro, 
ridiculous. <laughs> but as soon as it was over, like I got up and like ran out of that theater because like I felt like I was about to burst. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about halfway through the movie and I was like, oh crap, I have to pee. When we were out of popcorn. I'm like, I can't, can't even salt the pee down. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to this very special episode of Two Geeks, One Noob. Now that we've gone on our tangent of urination, let's get back onto the topic at hand of, hey, that was actually a really good movie. It was a very, very good movie. Yeah. So on my side of it, it was like, I'm kind of in between the two of you where I hear all my lore from Blake and, uh, (laughs) and I don't know anything about the lore, but it was still, I could... He, I could see some things, some Easter eggs that were like, oh, sweet, they put that in. Oh, cool, that's in. And then there's some I'm like, I have no idea what that is, but hey, it's cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I caught some of the Easter eggs. Like, I got, like, yeah. the, the old campaign, like, or, like, the old cartoon movie. Like, I knew yeah. about that and yep. all of those guys. And, yeah. like, um... I had to see that on Facebook to, to recognize it, yeah. though, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it, but I saw, I've, like, known of it. Yeah. And, like, with, like, posts and stuff i've seen it before but i've seen little clips of it yeah yeah Yeah, i I think the most i've seen of it was either that that ad on facebook or like maybe a clip of something that was like oh okay i kind of recognize those yeah (laughs) yeah but um but yeah i mean you should love that movie because it has like a barbarian that has a pet unicorn (laughs) and your character is all about pets so like yeah hmm. that's true oh that's what i was gonna say uh the I think one of my favorite things about the movie though was the beginning of it was set in Icewind Dale, mm. and that's where our campaign is right now. That mm-hmm. oh, so cool. It was like, ooh, ooh, I know that place. <laughs> yeah, I, as as soon as you saw like the frozen tundra, I was like, oh, I bet you they're in Icewind Dale. And Heather was like, why would they start there? And I was like, I don't freaking know because it's a it's a popular setting. And yeah. then it was like Icewind Dale, and I was like, ah. See, yeah, when it panned, it panned out to, to the map. I yeah. was just like, oh, yeah. oh. As yeah. soon as as soon as it started and I saw like the sled, I leaned over to Rachel, my wife, and I was like, hey, I think I'm gonna ask Blake if we can buy one of those. <laughs> we need one of those so bad. The prison <laughs> sled. <laughs> we can convert it from a prison sled into like a You're right. They probably you guys probably do need somewhere like to walk a, friendly up. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a Cadillac of a sled. Like that's what we want. We can just, you know, board up the bars and make it like a like have a little fire pit in there with like a little uh, opening over it and you yeah, know that it's way a little have, sauna that that little, way i don't have to make an igloo every st- single day yeah uh, a little whale oil stove in there yeah perfect <laughs> ridiculous i like it <laughs> get our axe beaks to to pull it to pull it yeah buy yeah. a couple more well you guys do currently have an extra one because somebody's not writing it anymore yeah r.i.p homie yeah. r.i.p to dick well, no he's not dead <laughs> He's not dead. He is friendly. No. He is. So Maybe guys... we should like introduce our characters as we're like calling oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh so obviously Well yeah, I'm 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 Blake. <laughs> I'm the dungeon master extraordinaire. Yeah. Uh I am Lalander, the wood elf ranger. And I am friendly scamp. The mock, which is like a custom mimic race made yeah, by gotta, Chris Zito. You got to give credit to Chris Zito. Yeah. Nice. And he uh, is, it is available on Dungeon Master's Guild. He has a lot of good stuff on there. <laughs> I'm absolutely, my character is just nuts. Um, he is. I, I actually, above game, I have a leash that, that uh, <laughs> holds him at bay. <laughs> a magical leash. Yeah. <laughs> 
Wait, you have that? No, I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we, we <laughs> also have that. another player um, who is playing as a Goliath armorer artificer. Yeah. Named Jorgensen the Crow. Yeah, and we most recently added a Bugbear Redemption Paladin. Yes. Named so I guess you don't have an extra axe beak. You just have one that he can ride. Mammerduck. 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 I'll get it someday. Yeah. So my brother Adam is playing a Bugbear Paladin uh, named Mammerduck. Which is Matt Murdock. Matt Murdock without the T's. And I've called him Marmaduke <laughs> about 15 times. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good fun. And uh, Jorgensen is played by Joel. Yeah. We didn't say his name yet. So. Hi, Joel. Hi, Joel. <laughs> uh, but yeah, anyway, back to the movie. Um, Icewind Dale is sick. Icewind Dale is awesome. Sad Going they only the... spent like five minutes yeah. of the yeah. movie in there. Yeah. <laughs> But seeing the rest of the Forgotten Realms and stuff like that is yeah. oh, so no, cool. It, it was it was neat seeing Neverwinter brought to the big screen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they mentioned like Waterdeep and I think Baldur's um, Gate at one point. Baldur's they were Gate. Yeah, Baldur's look for yep. his they went to the Baldur's Underdark. Gate. Holy briefly. crap. Very briefly. <laughs> they they only encountered like one dangerous thing there, like dangerous monster there. And I was like, man, there is so much in the Underdark. Like, yes, <laughs> I understand. There's there's also gonna be like vast expanses of of nothing but like didn't they go like right past a town like in the underdark and like they didn't even like even show like what oh was yeah, the, yeah the mind flayer settlement is that what that well, was is that, that what that was? yeah that's why i thought was it was a bunch like of a, intellect i thought it was like a goblin town or well, something at first i was looking at it and it, it looked similar to the depictions of uh menzo baronzon which is the like big drow city um it's 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 the city of the drow like it's okay. it's this massive underground city uh it's where drista Erden came from oh, okay. um but they said they mentioned something about mind flayers being in this place and then like um oh, God, i could be i could be mistaken but they mentioned something about mind flayers being in this place and i didn't recognize it which that's a gap in my lore okay and then a bunch of intellect devourers came by yeah <laughs> <laughs> the little brain dudes yeah <laughs> Which is funny because uh, I just heard on Critical Role mm-hmm. uh, them talking about how they came across those. And I was like, oh, hey, I know what those are now. What, in season <laughs> one? Yeah. Yeah. Those things are absolutely lethal. Yeah. Like, very low CR, absolutely lethal. Like, yeah. they, they can one-shot you. Is, that, say, the, is that the big brain? No, 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 that's, no, the that's elder an brain. elder brain. Oh, that's an the intellect of ours. They can they can basically stun you, and then if you fail, I think an intelligence saving throw, then they teleport inside your head and immediately devour your brain, and oh. then take over and will puppet your body. So it's oh, a yerk my. from Animorphs. Got it. <laughs> oh my god, you freaking nerd! <laughs> uh, it's pretty. It's rich, called right? two geeks, one noob. I had to throw in a geek thing, so Animorphs. Yep. Because, you know, D&D is not geeky it's enough. Not, it's not enough. You gotta go with It's the ultimate geekdom, all right? <laughs> if, you, if you're it's a geek and you... It's the wellspring from which all other geekdom flows. Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, but I kind of want to get a little bit of this conversation in here, but... Um, uh, what did you guys think? Cause they brought in a bunch of these, uh, races of, or species, um, races. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. Races. <laughs> yeah these races like Aarakocra, Dragonborn, 
um, tabaxi. tabaxi, things like that. There was a Yanti in the prison. Yeah, there yes, was. A there Yanti. was a Yanti. The Yanti what was dope. the other one that you that was right before the Yanti? You looked like you were excited to see it. Do you remember? I don't. Okay. All right. What was, it, and the big guy was a a bugbear. The the big dude that that they locked in the same cell. I honestly couldn't tell what he was. Like he had the like bottom tusks of an orc. Yeah. Um, but like he looked like just a big dude. Like he wasn't. I, I think he was an orc. Which which I know I know in uh, Forgotten Realms like canon the orcs have like kind of grayish skin. Yeah. But yeah. like he just looked like a a big dude with messed up teeth. Whatever he was, he had a low charisma for sure. <laughs> Definitely. For sure. <laughs> well, now he has a really, really slow walking speed. Yep. <laughs> is, is he even alive? <laughs> if he's alive. Like, don't interrupt people. Don't interrupt people when they're eating potatoes, ladies and gentlemen. No, like, just, do just not. leave him alone. <laughs> Favorite weapon of the whole movie. Was the potato. was potatoes. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a hard choice between the potato weapon and the sword that like shot out. Okay, like, so both of those were so, yeah. cool. so Heather Heather was so, so cool. excited about that because she plays a barbarian who is obsessed with potatoes. And so like when when she saw that like Atreya, yeah, when when she saw that on the big screen, she was just like, ah, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> because like that's so, awesome. so her her barbarian is a lizard folk that like thinks that all bread products are just terrible and awful and disgusting but loves potatoes the only difference is that she likes to eat them raw and okay. so like like they they go and get rations and she's just like stocking up on potatoes and they're like oh you're gonna cook all those and she's like why would you ruin a potato yeah. and then just starts eating it like an apple <laughs> doesn't even wash the dirt off yeah just doesn't like... it take the <laughs> raw uncooked potato and make sure that you roll it in the dirt and the finest of spices. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, <laughs> that is from a lovely podcast <laughs> called what, Blake? Hello from the Magic Tavern. Ah, okay. <laughs> Usador's <laughs> cooking show. <laughs> nice. Moving on. I think, so, I, yeah, so back to the, yeah, the, back like, to the, question. the races the, and stuff. Yeah, the actual question is, what did you guys think of the, act, uh, of the design of them? Because... I have my own thoughts about it, but I'll I'll let you guys. So I think I think they made an interesting choice doing uh like costume and and stuff like that over um CGI because had they done CGI, I think I think because it's like the they were testing the waters in this movie to see like the like how it was yeah, yeah. how it was gonna go, and they poured their CGI budget into stuff like. Thumberchad and the magic and the spell effects and stuff like that like and and you know walking around on the big floating chain things over yeah. lava in the underdark like they they spent it on that and so they I think they chose to do costumes <clears throat> instead of CGI simply because it's better to have like a costume than crappy CGI yeah because if if they had done just like really poor CGI for those things, we would have been like, oh wow, that was awful. So instead, they did costumes and like the Tabaxi looked a little jacked. Yeah, but I still think it'd be better than like a very very obviously <laughs> <laughs> animated thing. My, yeah, my thing is about the Tabaxi is I feel like they could have done something more like what they did in Harry Potter for Hermione, and that I think that would have looked a bit better than what they did possibly i i don't i don't know 
Because the thing in the thing in Harry Potter looked a little jacked. It too, did, like, but yeah. I thought it looked better than <laughs> they did in this movie. But the the Yonti looked amazing. Yeah. The the Dragonborn, like my only problem with it is, so he was in shadow, so you couldn't tell what color Dragonborn he was, and then based on like the the design of his head and and the shape of like the horns slash weird little. I guess tentacle things he had hanging off of him. I could not tell what kind of dragonborn he was. Yeah. Um, because they all have very distinct looks based on what color they are. And with that one, I was just like, what is this guy? Like, the dragonborn yeah. was on the council, right? Yeah. Yeah. The, there was and, and, one on the council and then there was also a homeless one when they were walking through the town. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah I yeah. forgot about that one. I think that was a red dragon. If I'm not know. mistaken, I, I should have seen the movie twice before we did this. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. <laughs> I um, I like the Aarakocra, but that's just yeah. I have a soft spot in my. For your them. your first character ever was an Aarakocra. Yeah, and now and you're so like, you're playing as a as a redux of him. Yeah, better <laughs> better redux. Um, the there's this I was trying to find it just a second ago. There's this movie where they have like black raven humanoids that like fly, but I can't remember what the movie is, and. Like, I remember in that, it looking, like, super cheap. Mm-hmm. And, like, for this one, it looked like they actually spent the time to, like, fully flesh out and design it. Yeah. And the Aarakocra, I think, looked really good for, like, what it is. Mm-hmm. Jonathan. Be- yeah, Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan was amazing. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> with... With the characters and with the those, Harpers. Jonathan knows about the Harpers. With, <laughs> with, I know about the Harpers. Uh, well, friendly knows about the Harpers. Um, Do you know about the Harpers? I mean, I watched a few YouTubes. Uh, <laughs> the ones I sent you yeah, and nothing I, more? I Googled, I, I Googled some stuff. Um, I may have bought a pin on Etsy. Not yet. I want to. <laughs> Just hide it on my clothes somewhere every week when we play. Um, but... <laughs> I, f- I didn't feel taken out of the movie by them because I feel like it's a, it, it is a different world, but also it's like different. They would look different. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like what would a human, what would a bird person look like in our world? Like, yeah. They, uh, they looked animal enough to where they weren't fully like recognized, like yeah. they're humanoid, but they weren't human. Yeah. yeah. Cause I, I feel like if they would have done it, it was CGI. It may have looked they would have humanized them. Yeah, too they much. would have looked like too real. It's, it's like yeah. I don't want too real. It's, it's really difficult to make the mouth movements of a like a bird, bird or a dragon type thing without just giving them a human mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Jo- Jonathan looked. Agreed. Jonathan looked. Jonathan. 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 Yeah. Jaybird. Uh, <laughs> don't call him Jaybird. <laughs> they like. It looked out of place, but. In the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas the tabaxis just looked creepy and like. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. <laughs> I could pull a cat out of a fish. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one note about the Aarakocra that I read online was um, the the wings that they had on them. Yeah. Actually weighed like 600 pounds Jeez. and they actually had to like wire it up. To it kinda, hold it, it kind of looked like that. Yeah. When he started walking in the room, it was, he was all kinda, like, Ooh. He, well, well, he was kind of walking like shuffly a little bit. Yeah. And then like Which, the, the wings looked like they were moving separately a little slightly, bit from his yeah. back. That's, a that little, was the issue I had. Yeah. Style. That was the issue I had with those is they, the, all the ones that were 
600 costume. Tons. What yeah. did they make those things out of? Freaking tungsten? <laughs> uh, they, they weigh a lot. Everybody knows that. Feathers weigh <laughs> as much as lead. Steel. Steel. No, no, because steel's heavier than feathers. <laughs> <laughs> well, look how many there are. It's not fair. Steel's heavier than feathers. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, the... Uh, the costumed ones, the only issue I had was that it looked like they were cosplaying. Mm-hmm. And so, like, the movements were Pretty a little good bit... cosplay. Oh, yeah, though. really, really good cosplay. But the movement was a little bit off. Like, it, like when the, the head would move, it would, like, sway mm-hmm. The whole a bit body more kind of had to go with it because yeah. the neck yep. wasn't articulated well enough. Yeah. So, like, as well as they did with it, I think it was a little bit underdone in my opinion but still i think it was just amazing certain certain yeah. ones yeah. well and, and again like the tabaxis were awful the, the, the yantis were like only, you only saw the yanti from like, like i think the yanti was shoulder up and like so the like, yanti was also more animated i than, think it was cgi yeah you yeah. think so yeah yeah because it, it like came up to the bars of the prison cell and like it like flared its its uh hood out and stuff like and that. it was a like, very short scene so they probably yeah, had it, plenty it, it of, just kind of like showed up and like <laughs> And then they moved on. Yeah. They've done it with the Dilophosaurus. They could have done it in real life. <laughs> this is true. But again, uh, as as to your point of like, it was a little kind of... Mm, Iffy. Uh, Wonky. I, I think that that still goes back to they're testing the waters. Yeah. Like, they know that Dungeons and Dragons has become like this huge hobby and like it's becoming more mainstream. So they're like, okay, well let's test it out with a movie and like, see if yeah. there's any interest and mm-hmm. like, you know, if it flops, it flops. And if it does well, then, you know, maybe we'll look into a second one, which they're talking about now because it did amazing. Yeah. Number one movie in, in the world, right? Yeah. 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 Fact check. True. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, it did. which it deserves. I, I yeah. fully agree. It, it deserves. It, it did really well, and now I think if they come out with another one, you'll probably see a little bit higher production and quality. Yeah. you know, for for things like that. Like if they decide to stick with the uh, with the costumes, then they'll probably up the ante a little. They'll, they'll probably hire enhance with company. CGI. Yeah, probably do CGI enhancements just to just to deal with those problems of like the okay he turned his head and the neck looked a little wonky. Yeah, you know? and like they might do like the wings as CGI instead of what other CGI was there? A lot of magic, a lot of spell casting. Um, they did the dragons, um, obviously. A lot of the a lot of the backgrounds. <laughs> yeah. They did Chungus the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That was the part where I like walked in from the bathroom and I was like, "Where did this giant dragon come in?" <laughs> yeah, like it, they it, were just fighting a bunch of dudes, it, and now there's a dragon. Like it came on screen, and I just immediately started laughing, and I was like, "This thing is an absolute freaking unit! Like, what is up with this dragon?" And and all I could think is the 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 little like video that somebody made, that, like, "What if animals were sphere shaped?" Oh yeah, and then and then when it started running after them and like tripping over itself and, and falling, rolling, and just rolling, I just. Just immediately thought of that sphere-shaped uh, cheetah chasing yep. after the gazelle and trying to turn and just rolling off to the side and like, <laughs> yeah, dude, this this thing is just it's just a ball of dragon. Yeah, That's exactly of, what I of thought the, of. Part of that scene, I I may just not be smart enough to understand, but like the stuff where he's like, oh, he tasted the water, and it's like, oh, it's salt water. I was like, 
why does it matter what water it is and why is it going to explode when the salt water goes off? No, 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 oh. no. So it wasn't that. It was the water that was leaking in was salt water. So they knew they were underneath some sort of body of water. <clears throat> it wasn't coming from the Underdark because okay. the Underdark has freshwater lakes and rivers and stuff like that. Um, or mineral lakes and stuff like that. So it's it's more like aquifers. So when he tasted that it was salt water, he knew we have to be near the coast. There okay. is there is ocean above us, and if we can break this chamber, we can swim up. See, this is probably where like the lore thing, and just knowing uh, yeah, and understanding. Bit, yeah. So, so, so he he was trying to cause the explosion to shatter that chamber because okay. he knew it was thin enough. To where there's ocean water, water leaking through. in, yeah. yeah. And if they can, if they can cause an explosion and break this stone, they can get out instead I got of you. drowning. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it, it, like I didn't, I don't think it had as much to do with the lore as much as it does with, um, like, kind of seeing other movies where they do the same thing. Where, oh, uh, like in uh, Count of Monte Cristo, mm-hmm. where he, uh, where they're digging through, and he's like, oh, look, plant roots. And he's like, yeah, we're close to the surface. Yeah. So that kind of thing. Yeah. We only have eight years left. But anyway, uh. (laughs) so so I kind of want to address some of the uh, the community complaints that I've heard. Okay, Um, Yeah. because I've heard some that seemed a little bit valid and then some that were just absolutely ridiculous. Um, So things uh, things that I've seen online, people people complaining about different aspects of the movie. So I've heard two completely opposite complaints about it. One was that the movie took itself too seriously. I didn't feel like it was I have serious. no idea who watched that movie and thought it took itself too seriously. <laughs> because it yeah. was it was so I heard that too. I've heard a few things like yeah, that. Too. Like yeah, like they were like they were like, "Oh, it's too like it's too serious and it got dark and like all this stuff." And I'm like, did it get dark because you had a serious villain or did it actually get dark? Cause it did not get dark. Like the villain of the movie is like very evil and a well-established D and D villain that was pulling the strings behind everything, yeah. which I got excited about. Cause as soon as they like showed him in the corner, I was like, Oh, y'all are in trouble. <laughs> but I knew who it was. And then they name dropped him and I was like, yep. I just appreciate yep. that they didn't use a villain that, like, everybody already knew about. Like, they're not like, oh, this is Vecna. Because, like, Vecna yeah. is in, like, everything nowadays. Yeah. That that was one of the things I saw everybody in the, like, because we saw it the day after it came out. And people were like, oh, they used Vecna as the main villain, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. And then it showed him, like, sitting in the shadows in the corner. And I was like, that's not Vecna. That's super evil. That is not Vecna. <laughs> which, are we are we doing spoilers or should I shut my mouth? I, I did say spoiler alert. Okay, well, spoiler alert. Wait, again. wait, wait, wait. Spoiler alert for the movie and for D&D. Yeah, what, yeah. I guess. What do you mean? Okay, but the lore. Well, for, like, for the, like the lore Dungeons on, and Dragons, like the game, the and lore, then also okay, in the movie. The lore on D&D has, <laughs> on this guy has been out for forever. No, so okay. if if you if you don't know about him now, you weren't going to learn about him. Like you don't care enough to like actually research it. Why do I feel personally attacked by that? You shouldn't because I, 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 I don't know it either. So okay, so so you see him in the corner, and they had already kind of mentioned red wizards, and you have the suspicion that okay, this chick is a red wizard. Like obviously, like there's something going on with her. Like she's got a shaved head. If you know about Thay, like that's a red wizard. And then like, you see the guy in the corner and I was like, that is Sast Ham. That is 100% Sast Ham. Like it has to be like, I didn't think they were going to go that big 
And then it name dropped him. And I was like, yep. And Heather was like, why are you like getting all excited? I was like, you don't understand. <laughs> this guy's big cheese. Like, <laughs> yeah. So does that mean everyone who's bald is a red wizard? Uh, so in Thay, um, it's, it's kind of like a symbol of status. So it's, it's a very, uh, the, the two main parts of their economy that, that they use is slave trade and magic items. And the slaves are forbidden from cutting their hair, shaving, anything like that. So they're just these like crazy wild haired things. And then like the middle class people, they're allowed to cut their hair, but they are not allowed to shave their head. And then the red wizards, it's like a symbol of status and authority and power. They always shave their heads and then we'll get like different symbols and stuff tattooed on their scalp. So I have status and power <laughs> as a bald person. I don't think I don't. Well, also, if if uh, if anybody oh. is suspected of trying to impersonate a red wizard, so possibly somebody who is going bald. Oh, and man. they think that you're shaving your head to impersonate a wizard, you are immediately put to death in a horrible fashion. So you might, so not, wait, like, you might not be good in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, does, does the beard help? Or? Yeah, you, you, you also have a beard, though. So like the beard would probably be like, look, I'm not trying to impersonate anybody. I just I can't grow hair up here. I have a beard. I'm not cutting. <laughs> It also grows everywhere else, so it's just. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, so so I I got I got crazy excited about that. Anyways, back to the back to the complaints. Yes, the other opposite complaint I heard about it was the movie's too silly. Why couldn't they make a more serious uh, a more serious <laughs> fantasy movie? Because it's D and D. There were people crying in the theater. Yeah, in our party that came with us. Yeah, like my, my wife got all teary eyed and it was hilarious. But... I mean, obviously not me though. Cause... Yeah, because you have no emotion. It's so true. I um, actually did too a little bit, but I'm not saying that out loud. I may or may not have been silently judging you for crying. But, you know. <laughs> no, like I. I, I... We had this conversation already, Matt. Once, yeah. once we got near the end of the movie, it was pretty clear that one of two things was going to happen. And so, like, I was pretty prepared for one of those two characters to go out. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, but. But, yeah, it, it, it was still <laughs> emotional, but I didn't get emotional. Like, I looked at Heather and I was like, you know, it's going to be fine, right? Like, he has the thing. So, like. Yeah. Eh. But, she was, but like, still... she was like, it's still, you know, and I was like, I, I get it. Yeah, no, it's still an emotional moment yeah. because they're realizing, oh, she was the mother she, was the she mother never the had. Time, yeah. <laughs> but but the people complaining about it being too silly and full of shenanigans, like, friend, have, have you, you never played, played D&D? D&D? Have you played a single session of D&D or sat through a single session of D&D? There are enough shenanigans in one hour of gameplay to fill an entire book <laughs> like, i mean you can look at the two the three people in this room and like <laughs> our put our characters and the shenanigans we get into yep. what you're talking about worm has never gotten into shenanigans. <laughs> okay worm gets into some lalander like almost died from jumping in a river didn't realize <laughs> yeah and then how quickly the water was moving and then friendly um he likes lady well not lady fingers just finger food really yeah. um and has invested in Personalized shears to steal. Acquire said finger. Yeah, the, oh acquire. shears. I thought you yeah, said shears. Like no, they're like they're ship shears, and I spent like way too much money on them in game. <laughs> like yeah, because there's not really sheep in Icewind Dale. Yeah, but there are fingers, and so yeah. 
um, their finger shears. But yeah, so so there were there were complaints that it was it was too serious, which is silly. There were complaints that it was too silly, which was also just ridiculous. Too serious. I mean, there yeah. were some there were some valid complaints though, <laughs> such as like the bard. Yeah, so not I, being a that, bard. That's what I was gonna get into. Is my yeah. one and only complaint is they had a bard in the movie. That could not cast a single spell. Like yeah. he never cast a spell in the entire movie. And and well, not all like, bard. Like not every bard can do spells. Every single bard, like character class bard, yeah, is a spellcaster. I mean, all yeah. of them. And he they, could have at least done like minor illusion. They're like, not yeah. only spellcasters. They are good spellcasters. Yeah. Sorry, does that need to be? Does that need to have a Tootsie Fruits over it or something like that? <laughs> like, like, they're really good spellcasters. And they, like, they made him a planner, and they, they kind of, I guess, gave him the ability for, for bardic inspiration. But, like, that was it. Yeah. He didn't even do Vicious Mockery, which yeah. is, like... That's the bread and butter of, yeah. of bards, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, being able to impose disadvantage on their next attack like that's huge by calling them a doo-doo head yeah (laughs) yeah i i did realize uh later after watching the movie so you know that first fight scene right where they're about to be executed Mm -hmm. and and holga goes all crazy and and just starts like messing people up i realized in that fight while he's like trying to cut his bonds and stuff on the stairs and stuff he's giving her bardic inspiration the whole time because he's literally just like encouraging her like he's like (laughs) you got this he's he's sawing at the the, well he's he's sawing on the on the step right and like she gets like thrown against a wall like thrown down on the ground and like kicked or something and he's like oh we got him on the ropes now i'm like (laughs) was that bardic inspiration like what (laughs) <laughs> it, it's definitely very possible yeah so so i i i did have a slight complaint about the fact that the bard could cast no magic yeah the i've seen so many like uh comments on it where he wasn't actually a bard mm. he but was then what would he be he was like i'm trying to remember what they said it was um because he he literally did nothing like you can't even say he's like a tavern brawler or like anything like that. Because I mean, like there was one point where he hit somebody with his loot, which I'm like, okay, well that thing's broken now. Like, yeah. <laughs> way to go. <laughs> yep. The other thing I like, because you know, master class for Matthew, Matt, ew, is uh, <laughs> Druid. And so like, those were like minor complaints that she like wild shape like 15 times. Yeah. And, and, I was and like, the other one I heard was like, Oh, you can't wild shape into an owlbear, bro. Who cares? Yeah. If your DM lets you wild shape into an owlbear, wild shape into an owlbear. Would you allow it? No, probably not. Not with, especially <laughs> simply, not with friendly. No, simply because doing that would open the door to other monstrosities. Mm-hmm. And once you go from beasts to monstrosities, like the owlbear, could be an exception because it doesn't have all these like extra abilities. But, but when once you, you turn into a bullet or yeah, once you get into other monstrosities and you end up with bullets and other weird, crazy, wacky monstrosities, the druid become goes from being one of the best classes in the game to just being absolutely freaking broken and unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's also why because a CR beast, a CR one beast, and a CR one monstrosity, there is a big yeah. power gap there. Yeah. That's why um, Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast. The Coast. They changed, like, in, I think it was, like, third edition or fourth edition, like, the Boulette and then the Rock. Rock? Is that R-O-K? 
ROC. ROC. Yeah. That was original. Back then, it was an animal. Like, mm. it was a beast. And yeah, then, I think so. And then they switched it. I think the, I think the owl bear was a beast. As and well. I think at one point, I even, I was like, hey, Blake, these used to be beasts. Can I do that? And he's like, no. Shut up. Stop talking. <laughs> All right. So, like, being a bullet or being an owl bear would have been sick. Yeah. But with, in the movie, it took me out a little bit. Cause it was like that. That's not a wild shape. Yeah. Like <laughs> it. It didn't bother me too much because they also didn't give her any other spell casting. Yeah, I mean, like, she, only she could did wild the... shape, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. She uses all her her spell slots to it, wild shape. That was like <laughs> that's not how any of this that, works. That definitely seemed like how the movie was going. Like when they focused on the main. Yeah, they focused on the main thing that each class can do, except for. The bard. The bard. Where they're just like, we're going to let him just play an instrument and he can think. That's and he, it. Yeah. And he inspires people. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. And I think that did show through quite a bit throughout the movie where, like, like when the sorcerer was always like, oh, I, I can't do all this. I can't blah, 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 blah. Like, he would, even if it was lying, he would go up and be like, hey, no, you can do this. Yeah. yeah. You and, just have to think you can. And I honestly, I, I did like that about the sorcerer because some people also complained about that. They're like, the sorcerer should have been able to do magic. And I'm like, look, sorcery is charisma based, yep. right? And if he has no self-confidence, if you have a low charisma, your spell casting is going to be a little jacked up. Yep. Like, yeah. like until he got to the point where he believed in himself, he was pretty much a worthless sorcerer. Like yep. he could cast prestidigitation and oh, fresh cut grass, which... Mm. There's yeah. your critical role thing. Like, I'm, I'm glad you were there because I, I that's a gap in my knowledge. I have not seen much of critical role at all. Yeah. Um, Season three has a character named Fresh Cut Grass, yeah, which yeah. like I was happy and kind of disappointed that they didn't have a different character. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the character there. But yeah, go ahead. But but yeah, so like I, I thought that that was neat because it's like, yeah, so it is charisma based and he has low charisma. He's yeah. he's kind of a dork and he has no self-confidence. So like, yeah, and he his, sucks with women. That's partially due to his low charisma. Yeah, like <laughs> like you're, you're you're gonna have issues with using magic because you don't believe you can. Yeah. And that is something I really liked about this movie was that they 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 went into that part of D of like you're supposed to have flaws you're supposed mm-hmm. to have and these things that, and stuff like yeah. it's literally on the character sheet yeah. like what is your character's thing exactly yeah so it makes it feel more like that game of like okay these people have problems and they can't do what they're supposed to do because they're like low level or or whatever but they're trying to get better that's mm-hmm. what D is about it's starting off as a goofball like can't do nothing kind of person and then grow and build your character so that it's something that will save the world exactly (laughs) Uh, but i i mean i do wish that they would have been not so focused on like the single thing yeah like a druid has control over their animals but like also they can do like entangle and they can do like all of the other stuff where like there there's so much development to where dorkin yeah, no, uh, uh, Doric. Doric. D O R I C. That's better than Dorkin. Uh, Doric. Doric, like, should have been able to, like, when she was being chased, like, Windwall and just, yeah. like, pff, 
Because they, yeah. she, if she's at high enough levels to where she can do all the other things, like all the different wild shapes. that was a ridiculous amount of wild shapes. The, yeah. So the wild shapes, but also like what she was turning into would have been, I mean, she, the owl bear is like what CR? Three? So like if she's able to go into CR three, then she's high. at, well, that would mean that she, if she's a circle of the moon, she's at least a sixth level. Yeah. yeah. And so like she would have had wind wall or see. like all of the other things that she yeah. could have just like. Oh, you're gonna chase me right behind me and just like totally block it. And then, so what? I will say that yeah, it's a CR three. Yeah, I will say that that particular it. I feel like it might have made them made them OP if they were. Yeah, because like they were they were focusing on those single things because like if they were being chased by a regular human guard person, yeah, like any magic would have been like. There's no reason to fight because they would never be able to do anything. Well, not necessarily That's... because that time when she was getting chased, she wasn't just getting chased by the guards. She was getting chased by a 20th level wizard. Like. What? Oh, that's right. She was yeah, like, like she, she was casting stuff like time stop and animate objects yeah. and like all the finger of death and like all these really high level spells that it's like, this is not just like some wizard. This is a. This is a fairly if you can cast time stop, you are the BBEG. Like you yeah. have, you're high enough level to be a a big threat to a party of four player characters. Like, yeah, especially like that druid. If needs, they're only that six druid, level, <laughs> yeah, that druid needs to run. Like, yeah, and so like is that it what it says? Is there six level? I I don't know. I uh, I don't you, think it says you downloaded the. The things from, I think I think these are just base. Oh, okay. It uh, doesn't show like levels and stuff. Uh, challenge five. Okay. So, would that make them fifth level? That would make them a little higher than fifth level because oh, okay. a, a CR five is a threat to a party of four fifth level characters. Okay. So higher than higher than fifth level. Okay, got it. So they they're at least. Sixth level or higher. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I can see why they didn't do it. But at the same time, it would have ma- it would have com- well, it would have yeah. complicated things in the movie too. Yeah, because yeah. it would have added in a lot more CGI. It would have mm-hmm. added in a lot more like having to develop their character. And while this was like a a quote unquote origin story for these guys, like it would have involved like. Showing like how you obtained how all this obtained information, yeah. how you did all of this, and it did allow for some like comical stuff. So like when when uh, Ed- Edgin, yeah, Ed- Edgin, yep, was like coming in and like playing the lute, and then like his face started to melt because <laughs> yeah. because like Simon got nervous. Like it makes sense. He and, got like stuck and stuck. Yeah, so on funny, dude. Oh when his God. head shrunk Whoa. into his body, I was like, oh, that's so creepy. That's so bad. But, I mean, it makes sense because, like, Edgin would have more charisma as, as like, a bard, and so he would be able to cast that spell better. He should have been able to cast that spell himself. Yeah, he should have been able to do it himself. He should have had access to that spell to be able to cast it. Would that have been minor illusion or major illusion? So, minor illusion, I think, is a static object. It can't move. So, I think it would have... And and then silent image would have been, as it says in the name, silent. So, you can animate it and move it, 
but it's silent. Right. So it would either have to be a combination between minor illusion and silent image or major illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Which would make sense as to why Simon couldn't do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm so glad, by the way, that you don't have to roll to attune to stuff. Oh. Like, like <laughs> the whole thing with Simon and, like, his great-great-grandfather or whatever, like, if that was, like, in D&D, that would be so terrible. It's an option in D&D. There, there are... Please um, don't. <laughs> so so there's there if i'm not mistaken there's an option for more complicated attunement in the dungeon master's guide however there's also options for what i call meat grinder mode in the dungeon master's guide where like anytime you take any kind of injury like a long rest is i think a month and a short rest is a week so like Ugh. It, it makes it more gritty and realistic, but it's also like, yeah, you're not going to get... If you have a time limit on anything, you're kind of just screwed. Isn't like, that yeah. also like the one where like you can actually have body parts lopped off and yeah. then you like never get yeah. it back? Yeah. See, I don't you mind... You get it back the, if you get regenerate. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind the idea of that being a possibility, but... Just not a guaranteed Not thing. a guaranteed, yeah. like... Starfinder, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but like, there's ways around it, though. Like with with magicians yeah. or with artificers or whatever. Yeah. Like you can you can have mage hand. You can have uh, bionic things. Like y- there's yeah. options to to fix the problem. Yeah. You know. Or you just play a gobbly goopy guy like me. Right. And so like, you can grow another yeah. <laughs> another hand. Even with that, I would probably make it like as a permanent or like not permanent, but like a temporary thing. Like if you if friendly loses an arm, it's going to take him a while. It's to like grow that. It's body like Deadpool. Yeah. He's got the little, <laughs> little baby little arm. Baby arm. <laughs> because because as as you eat, you grow constantly. And like that's the way you reproduce is you grow enough until you split off another like baby mock. Mm. So basically, if you were to lose an arm or a leg or a body part of some kind, like, I would probably have it be a while before you get that so, back. So like, here's you have question. to generate that body mass before you get it again. So here's the question about the, the arm that he lost, though. Would that turn into another mock? That is a good question. <laughs> and seeing as how we have not gotten there, I do not feel the need to figure that out and answer it right now. I need to know right now so I know if the next time we're like losing really bad, if I just need to chop off my arm. No, because if, if, if I give you that right now, then you're going to like next session, you're just going to start like shearing off your fingers <laughs> and making new tiny friendlies. And I don't want to. I don't want my little buddies. I don't want to deal with that right now. Like, <laughs> it, it's your uh, druidic uh, create animals or whatever, like uh, uh, conjure, conjure animals. animals like, Take <laughs> my shoes, <laughs> chop, 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 chop. <laughs> and they all turn into animals. <laughs> no, <laughs> that'd be so disgusting. It'd be I think, hilarious. Though. I think something we need to talk about because it is important is the weapons in the movie. Oh yeah, because yeah. you know there were really cool ones. Like um, when when the druid had the slingshot or like mm-hmm. the sling on her arm. Like I had never thought of using it like that. Yeah. in in game and yeah, like having something neat. built in and like. Because you could also then like while it's on your arm, cast magic stone right there. Yep, and then and just, then just sh- yeah. Yeah, or, that's a really good idea, actually. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I, um, I'm playing a warlock with magic stone at, uh, in a different campaign. You don't have a sling, the, though. 
but that's what I'm saying. It's like I could try to yeah. make one or or something. And yeah. That'd be cool. Remy's just really going to take cool. off his underwear in game. Like, <laughs> All right, I got this. Let's go. <laughs> We get that band out of there. Bold of you to assume we're going to survive another session. We both just died in the last one. You two died. Yeah. Yeah, it was me and, yeah, me yeah. and him. Um, he and I. He and then, he and I. So there was the sling, which is super cool. There's a loot, which would have broken the first time it hit someone. Unless it's a magical loot. There was the DMPC. <laughs> I loved that that was the DMPC because when that when that paladin came on, I, I forget his name, but he uh, was Zank. 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 Yeah. He was talking, and I was just like, God, I hate this guy. He's so insufferable. He's a DMPC. <laughs> That's why he's so insufferable. He's the DMPC. Like, he knows the answer to all the puzzles. He knows exactly where the item they're looking for is. Like, he, he knows where to go. He knows how to get through all this. And, and like, he had that fight with, like, the, like, four or five Thayan assassins and was, like, just, like, obliterated them all and then, like, saved him from the dragon, like, jumped and, like, had the epic stabbed it in the head. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was like, he's the DMPC. Yeah. And he had sick hair. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, <laughs> I, I was like, I was like, that's why I hate this guy so much. I think that was intentional. I think they they really wanted to give the feel of this is how players feel when you put a DMPC into the game, and yeah. you're like, this is my Mary Sue. Everyone loves him, and the whole town is like fawning over him, and like everybody has these <laughs> stories of like, oh yes, he one time killed a beholder with a sharpened gourd. Like, <laughs> I think I love that that was at the end credits. That was yeah, like, credits. It's awesome. like animated. I think in there. The, the thing that really sold it for me, as in like it being the DMPC, is like when he's walking away, and Edgar is just like, oh, he's going to go around. Go around. <laughs> he's, <laughs> walk, he's walking so straight. Let's see if he walks into those rocks. Oh, oh, he walked like, over them. One, 100%. <laughs> that's how a DMPC just leaves the game. Just like, oh, he just shuffles off and he's gone. Just yeah. straight line away from you all. <laughs> His sword was really cool. His sword oh, was really cool. So cool. Where the, just the little gotta, dagger comes out. Just from, be like, yeah. it's neat. Uh, I mean, it was, I mean, so I only saw like part of it because I went to the bathroom. Oh. As we <laughs> so mentioned. So the sword... Uh, separates the blade from a, a smaller blade, like it's almost like a. a but it like a shot sheath. out, right? Yeah, because yeah. he he like 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 he shot it. Oh, he like flicked it in and went yeah. off. I think so. And then he was wielding. Like I don't think it was spring loaded or anything. Was stuck into the guy's chest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, okay, I did see that part. That was pre bathroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. PB. And then and then afterwards he went and like put it back in. Yeah, yeah. It it was like a blade sheath. Yeah, it was it was pretty neat. Yeah, I really like that one. It was one. a cool trick weapon. The most impressive weapon was the plus five potato. Yeah. <laughs> like, just straight, straight. Right into the rogue's yeah, face. Yeah. yeah. So, so that a hot actually, potato. No, that one was uncooked. Oh, it was uncooked? Yeah, yeah that one was, was just, uncooked. Was so that was like, just, that was just, was just force like damage. A, yeah, there yeah. was just like a bludgeoning. Bludgeoning, yeah. bludgeoning. Please. <laughs> Sorry. Like but, I said, non-DM. <laughs> Um, so that actually, uh, with, with her doing all those attacks and stuff like that, that actually brings me to the, uh, final complaint that I heard about the movie, which I found to be, again, like, have you ever played D and just don't think you understand how the classes work. So a bunch of people were complaining because they said that, oh, they put the women on the front lines and emasculated the men by having them stick to the back and do planning. And I'm like, guys, you had a barbarian and a druid. Which yep. are the two classes that my wife plays as. She loves barbarians and druids. 
those are frontline cl- like characters. I like spellcasters. So like in in the campaign that we played last night, I'm a sorcerer. My wife is a fairy barbarian. So like she's like real tiny but really strong and like runs to the front of combat while my guy is like trying to stay as far back as he can because he's squishy. S- super yeah. squishy. He's putting soft. So like <laughs> if you sneeze <laughs> at him What a way to describe if, your character. If you sneeze at him, he will die. Maybe maybe you should like explain like the hit point difference between like Heather's barbarian. Yeah. Okay. You, so or like so, Olga and Holga and yeah. So a barbarian will have a twelve sided die as their hit die, which every time you roll like level up, you roll a hit die, quote unquote, to see how much health you get added to your maximum. So barbarians get a twelve sided die. Sorcerers get the monopoly die. Yeah. <laughs> They get a D6, and then you add your constitution modifier, which for barbarians, constitution is one of your main stats. So you're going to get a pretty good static number added to that 12-sided die. So the maximum you can get as a barbarian, if you have maxed out charisma, is a 17 to your hit points. And then you can get... By first level? Hmm? Oh, by first level? Yeah. yeah. Look, and well, and if you're leveling up and you roll a twelve and you have a plus five to your uh, yeah, constitution, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's another seventeen that you just threw on top of there. The maximum, and this is if you have maxed out your constitution for a sorcerer, is eleven. But if you max out your, I mean, that would make no sense. To yeah, do if you it max anyways. out your constitution, like yeah, it's a good stat to have, but like it's, it's. It's, it's not, not your it's strong not your suit. main one. You I want, mean, if you're planning you want, on drinking a lot charisma. as a character, that's really... Okay, but you want charisma because that's your spellcasting. Yeah. Everything you do is going to be based off of your spellcasting stat. And so, because I wanted to be able to roleplay him as a backliner that thinks he's a frontliner, I gave him only a plus one in his constitution. So he is putting soft. Like, yeah. <laughs> the maximum amount of health he can get in a level up is seven. And you're at like 13 right now? I'm at 13. Yeah. So yeah. I almost rolled maximum. And me as a fighter, I'm at, we're at second level and I'm at 21. Yeah. And so like, yeah, there's a big difference. There, and you're squishy too. Yeah. I'm at 19. Uh, so you're only semi squishy. But even you I'm as a warlock, you get a D8 versus a D6. Right. Yeah. Like. And, I, and a fighter gets a D10. Yeah. 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 And then our rogue also gets a D8. Uh, I was gonna say there's a there's a reason for that meme about um or that description I don't know what it was but uh, about the barbarian who's like I'm the meat shield I paid for 200 hit points yeah. I will use 200 hit points Why do I have to resurrect you in every <laughs> single fight I paid for 200 hit points I'm using 200 right. hit points like, <laughs> like yeah like so Holga and God I keep I, I keep Dor- missing Doric. Doric. Yeah. Holga and Doric are the frontliners. Yeah. Like hundred percent because Doric can wild shape and get all those extra hit points. Holga like has rage, takes half damage and has more chonky hit points. If we're looking at game mechanics only. So the people that were like, Oh, they're emasculating the men by putting them on the back line. Like, dude, you don't understand D and D mechanics. Yeah, she's a frontliner because she picked a frontline class. Yeah, like there's nothing emasculating about it, and like that would explain why she's a dagger magnet. Mm. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> I wouldn't say too soon, but. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but the ending of that movie just kind of negates that. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, I mean, and, and I don't even feel like, like he was emasculated by being on the back line because he was still the heart of the party. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was and... still the one that came up with all the plans. Everybody listened to him. Everybody followed him. And, like, what part of that is emasculating to have people that, like, look up to you and listen to you even though they are way more physically powerful than you. Yeah. Because everybody in that party... Well, Simon was more powerful than yeah, him. Yeah, everybody in that party could have very easily taken him out. Yeah. But, but that's still... not how D&D works. You don't kill your friends. <laughs> I mean, you're not supposed to, but I've definitely been in things where... Like, I've DM'd before where there was about to be a player versus player fight. And I was just sitting there like I was... My butt was so puckered right there because I was like, please <laughs> don't do this. I want to... Uh, go, uh, go back and uh, mention another thing real quick because it, and everybody will have seen it because it's part of the uh the trailers and stuff. But the cemetery scene. <laughs> the oh my god, that dead. was so funny. <laughs> that that was that was just a DM that was so sick of yeah. the players' crap that they're like, all right, fine, deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> like every time, like question, uh, like the first one was just question, question, question. It was like, yes, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> did, did you did you die in the Battle of the Evermores? Yes. yes. It's five questions, right? Yes. yes. Oh, no, oh, no. Did that count? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just using all of your questions. The DM just being a jerk and using all your questions. And I'm like, yep. I respect that. They just did in the episode of Critical Role that I watched. They just, Pike just cast that. Oh, really? And the way that Mercer <laughs> did it is that. She was the only one who was able to ask the I question. Think that's how the spell and yeah, so like, works. So, oh. like, the other team could feed, like, the rest of Vox Machina could feed questions to Pike. And then as long as she didn't ask, ask a question, then yeah, it was fine. The way that he runs it, apparently, is the person who casts it is the only person who can see it raise. Yeah, they I, think did that, that in, I think that's how the spell yeah, actually yeah. works. I'm, I'm checking on that right now. Yeah, they did it in the um, the dungeon. Um, oh, what was it? Uh, what season? Allow in me season to one. The oh, crack hammer. You posed the dwarf one. No, it was just recently. It was a uh, we're at completely different spots, so it's hard for me yeah, to remember. Yeah, no, no, I can't. I can't remember it, but it was. I mean, it's it was a, it's an awesome spell, and it was really really funny. Yeah. At the end, when when the when the guy was like, "Will some is anybody there? Will someone ask me a question?" I leaned over at my wife, and I was like, "Babe, that's a question." <laughs> and she was like, can't "Ask it." I know. And and then she was like, "Matt, he can't ask he can't ask himself a question and die." And I was like, "I guess that makes sense." So so technically, the way the spell works, like so, everybody can see it and they can hear the spell, like the spirit talking, um, but it. It says it's questions that you pose. Yeah. So the technically, only person technically that, yeah. Simon should have been the only one that could ask it questions. But oh yeah, yeah. But but that doesn't really bother me. But he was also, I think, he was using an item to do that. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He had so, an item. so so I mean, it kind of negates whatever it is, and it can be whatever. Yeah, that's that's probably that's probably how it was. Is it was like the item does the spell. And so, like, whoever is there can ask things. Dude, the it. eyeball guy with the arrow. That oh, was my so, God. Like, I know that was hard for you, Blake. That, that you popped up like, and I just went, ooh, nope. <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Blake hates eye injuries. Yeah, I, I, eyeball stuff is, like, I, 
It's the only time that I get empathetic pain. So mm. whenever I see some sort of eyeball injury or a person describes an injury that happened to their eye, like I will literally get a splitting headache that is focused on my eyeball. Ugh. And just like, just like, okay, please stop. Don't, don't go any further. Like I can feel what just happened to you. So it's like, knock it off. And yeah. like, <clears throat> it, it, it just takes me out. So like I was watching like, and that wasn't so bad because it was very obviously like costumed. So I was like, yeah. oh, that's kind of gross. Like, ew. That yeah. scene was so funny. Though. It was. That was, the, was so one of the funny. best scenes in the movie. Like it was. <laughs> Having to go to like different, different ones and like, oh, I died before that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think something that. W- Wait, you still have to ask me another question. Uh, I don't know. What's your favorite? Like, just like ask <laughs> yeah. like something personally about the guy. Like, I what did you do? Ask him what his favorite color was, or yeah. what his favorite yeah. food his was. Favorite food. What I his think, favorite yeah. food was. Well, he, I don't know. It's well, uh... no, no, no. That one. He just named something very simple. Like he was like, oh, like. No, he's he had like a a moment of like. Well, I have a couple of different things yeah. that I like. No, and... that was the last one. But but one of the other ones, like, he was still awake, and they asked, like, he's like, oh, you could ask me another question. And they're like, uh, what's your favorite food? And then, like, he names something just, like, ridiculous, like, very simple. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, carrots. And then just, <laughs> like, it, it wasn't that, but it was something that simple. And they're just like, okay. <laughs> the other guy, they ask him something, and he starts going on this long explanation, and they just walked off. Yep. And then he finishes and is like, but you still have to ask me Wait, another question. You still have to ask me one more question. <laughs> I think speaking of root vegetables, we need to talk about Holga's ex-husband. Because Bradley Cooper, Bradley Cooper <laughs> was so weird. Bradley and Cooper was just as, like, a, as a halfling. I was just like. <laughs> That's into large okay. women. I looked at yeah. my wife and I was like, Rachel, is that? And she's like, yeah, that is. I was like, what? 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 Yeah. Why? Okay. So another design question. Mm-hmm. The halflings. Yeah. They were just scaled down people. Yeah. I don't was like that. Was it a halfling or was it a gnome? It was, I think it was a halfling. Because that was definitely a hobbit hole. Like, that was yeah. definitely built. But he was wearing shoes. Halflings in D&D wear shoes. <laughs> Lame. I, I think they're not <laughs> Tolkien's hobbits. <laughs> they That's should the be. thing, though, is I, I would much rather that style of it than, than the scaled down... CGI, I mean, but that's also like that's not also CGI, just like a like, cultural I mean, thing. Like that's how we've grown up thinking of halflings. Well, also, yeah. like hobbits are just kind of scaled down. Like even if you watch Lord of the Rings, they don't have. It's not like real world dwarfism where like they're kind of out of proportion. It was they're just smaller people. Like yeah. just because some of them are chunky doesn't mean that they all have to be chunky. It's not the animated Lord of the Rings movie, right? <laughs> which like they look completely different, but. I actually kind of liked it. Like it, yeah. it, it worked for me. The, okay. The, it was just a CG, little weird. I don't CG, mind it. I think. But... I think part of the problem was like we're used. It to... It was the green screen. Thing. Yeah, it, yeah. We're yeah. used to like what it, it looks it like in Lord of the Rings, where you have two different sized people. Like Gandalf and Frodo look completely different than like Holga well, and yeah. It, it they looked like they were. Yeah. They looked like they were on the same plane. It didn't look like it was green screened in in the Lord of the Rings. Whereas this one, it was a very. Uh, but again, that goes back to new movie possible yeah. franchise they're they're testing the waters they didn't want to spend you know millions of dollars to make bradley cooper look like he's a small person next to this large woman they just like let's, let's just throw let's in this comedic thing It'll yeah, be let's, so let's just green screen this in real quick and like get it done because it's this very short little snippet of the movie like yeah. 
again, I think if they do make another one, that'll be something that's on the improvements. Like, yeah. I think they could easily do something like what they did with um, uh, Steve Rogers in the Captain America movie, where they, like, superimpose his face on a smaller person but like then scale it down a little bit oh dude that was so weird honestly they it, did a really good job they with did, it though. but it was so weird because they couldn't really make his face look non-muscular right, yeah so like he still had like the the cut the jawline ch- yeah, and everything the chisel, and, like yeah. the, the big like bulldog head and then like little scrawny like me before i got fat body like <laughs> <laughs> marlaman Mar- oh marlaman was his name marlaman was his name was oh, okay. bradley cooper's name yeah, he's very far down on the IMDb. Like very, like they were very <laughs> well, much yeah, trying to hide that. In there for like a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like I love that. I love that at the end she like sees another one. And he's like, like getting the up? getting the metal <laughs> pen, getting the metal yeah. pen by the halfling, and it's just like, hey, what's how up? you doing? Yeah, basically gave him the the how you doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> looked him up hey, and down. Hey. Yeah, just like that. Just like hey, that. I was not in that. Girl, <laughs> hey. Was there? Okay, so there were like a few other cameos in there. So obviously, like the original D and D animated movie yep. was in there. The fresh cut grass. Fresh cut the fresh grass. cut grass. Bradley Cooper, and then there was apparently some like rock star that was in there, but I didn't know who it was. Mm-hmm. It was in like the IMDb trivia, but I didn't know who it was. Okay. Um, and then you don't remember the name. Nah. Oh, okay. Nah. Why'd you mention it? Though? I don't know. <laughs> Just kidding. Know. Way to go, Matt. You're dumb. Yeah, I'm dumb. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. This um, is why Matt doesn't DM. It's true. <laughs> I just don't. I. You know, some people enjoy DMing. I. I like playing. I like playing like crazy psychotic people. I like a good mixture of both. Yeah. Agreed. Um. Because I. I, love, I like playing a lot. But... I, I love to DM, but I also every now and then like to cut loose and play a character like Dax, who's. Squishy sorcerer, but thinks he's a frontline fighter, so he puts on brass knuckles, which are his spellcasting focus, and tries to go to town on somebody. <laughs> Has all these touch based spells that he flavors as just punching them. <laughs> what? What did you guys think of the monsters in the movie? So, like the displacer beast, oh, I that thing was sick. The displacer the, beast. I love the like the animated, really the good. animated like tentacles, like moving yeah. and yeah. like causing the like he he created a, an illusory image instead of just being blurred. Yeah, mm-hmm. I that, was that was really neat. cool. Like because if he was just blurred, then I don't feel like it would have given full effect to how difficult it is to fight a displacer beast. Yeah, yeah, and I, then. I, so there was, there was the displacer <laughs> beast. There was yeah. the the mimic. The mimic which, went down uh, way too easy. Yeah, it went down way too yeah. easy. And I'll always like they, love they mimics, hit it but... once, and I was like, you know, mimics are pretty tough, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they cut off its tongue, and that was it. Yeah, <laughs> like they're they're amorphous blobuses. You cut off its tongue, and it's probably just gonna make another appendage to attack you with. Yeah, like, and then the acid jello, the gelatinous, the gelatinous, gelatinous cube. cube. Yep. How did you feel about? Them being able to go through the gelatinous. Cube. I liked how they did it. Yeah, like she she made the like the like dove into it and like kept her finger on the outside yeah. so that she could like snake through, wild turn shape into, into a, a serpent and yeah. slither through that spot because it does take a little bit for it to close. And so like if she did that, like I'd allow that. That yeah. that was that was fair. But I think they they were inconsistent with how hard it is to get out of it because like that first spot, like she fell into it and like her arms were in and she couldn't get out and needed somebody to pull her out. Yeah. And so like, okay, she does not have the high enough strength score to pull herself out of it. 
how did she pull somebody else out of it? Hmm. That was my question. Would you have wanted to see her like wild shape into something with like a stronger strength? Probably, yeah. Yeah. Like get out of it and then like warp into a bear or something and yeah. like reach in and grab them. But bears don't have hands. So they have they could Okay. It okay. <laughs> <laughs> caused more damage while they're in there. Speaking of wild shapes. Okay. The deer. No, not, not <laughs> that was funny. That, that was, was funny. That was funny, but it was not as funny as the Hulk v Loki moment that she had with the wizard in the oh, end. Oh yeah, where she just like wild shapes <gasps> in that, like, oh, I did this so that he could do this so that she could do this, and just <laughs> like just starts smashing her in oh, the yeah. ground, <laughs> and it's like it's like like she finally like stops like hitting her and batting at her, and like I think you got her, and she looks over and then just like go 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 go, like beating on her again, like I. I just died laughing at that part, like because at like, first, why won't you just like, die? Like, at first, I was like, "Oh yeah, it's Hulk versus Loki," and then it just kept going, and I was like, "I was." The longer it went on, the funnier it became. The to only me. thing that would have made it better is if they'd panned it to the uh, to the Red Wizard and just went. No, because I'm pretty sure she was dead. Oh, yeah, I'm she sure. I'm pretty sure dead. she killed her. Like <laughs> last breath sort of thing. <laughs> just, death, just show the death you rattles. Were talking about last night. Uh, yeah, you learned a new word last night. Yeah. Now you're like, hey, Blake said death rattle last night, so I'm going to say it now. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think like back on the movie. If there's like really anything else that was like crazy awesome. Like the scene, the, the scene whole of the movie. Yeah, I mean the whole movie was so great. The 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 portal gun thing, yeah. super cool. The hither and like, stuff. Yeah, um, I want it in all of the D and D campaigns, especially because in our our witch light campaign, we're going through hither, thither, and yon. And I'm like hither hey. and thither stack. Yeah. <laughs> and then maybe that's how we get through to the next. <gasps> maybe. Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not running it. Portal <laughs> gun from hither to thither. <laughs> but it only goes between the two. You can't go to yawn. Right. <laughs> exactly. For that, you have to literally yawn, and then you just like <laughs> jump into somebody's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> Please one, no. One person, no. one person has to stay up for three days, get three points of exhaustion, yawn really loud, and then you jump into their mouth. I'm not doing that. I know. <laughs> How about we just Your get the only thither healer to yawn? does not need to have exhaustion. <laughs> Anyway, we've gone on for far too long. <laughs> we could go on the full I was going to say, yeah. I was gonna say I, 134 I, minutes. I do, is... <laughs> I do think the other fun part was after the movie. Um, now, this was this was just fun for me. Like after the movie, everybody kind of came up and was like, OK, so Blake, explain this. And I was like, all right. <laughs> well, so, you see, story time. So Blake long, literally long pulled ago, out a scroll, people. <laughs> just like, this is my D&D information. Long ago, after the fall of the Emiskari Empire, <laughs> like, like to, to explain truly who Zestam is, we got to go back. Blake started doing this and I looked at my cup and I was like, I could get more to drink. And I just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> and and I did like that there was a bit of lore that I didn't know like who Thumberchad was mm. because uh, sorry Chungus Chungus yeah. <laughs> big fat boy <laughs> but but like I I did look it up and he's been around since like third edition oh wow okay. yeah so like since he's he's an established character. episode one no but he has been name. around since show one and he <laughs> still doesn't have a name <laughs> no but like he's he's been around for several editions and and it was fun that they they added like the comment of like oh he's found a new layer because like when i when i did go and do the research on him like 
that's kind of a significant thing for his character because he was trapped where he was because he got so fat that he could not leave. Mm-hmm. Like, like he, he, he literally yeah. like laments the fact that he's going to be trapped in the Underdark for the rest of his very long life because he's become so rotund that like he says, even if I were to destroy this palace, I would never be able to claw my way to the surface. Wow. <laughs> that's crazy. I think that's one thing I, I felt like was missing, too, was... uh that dragons can talk. Yeah. Like, I think he should have been able to, to mm-hmm. have a, a small conversation, not like a lo- big, long thing, yeah, but like just like to, a little, say just something. like you yeah. look so tasty. Like, like chasing, something like that. chasing yeah. after them and just be like, get over here. Yeah. <laughs> like, you <laughs> know, some, some sort of huh? <laughs> scorpion now. Yeah. Get in my bed. Yeah. Um, I also, uh, one last little thing. So Ed Green, uh, one of the creators of, uh, Forgotten Realms, I think he might be the guy that wrote, like came up with the, the setting. Um, he posted online, he was like, I saw in the credits, a lot of the people, like the names of people who, um, actually work on creating D and D and making the rules and like doing this type of thing. And he was like, he was like, I didn't see my name in it, but I don't care. Mm-hmm. He was like, I saw the name of the creators that, that keep this game going. And I saw the names of like all these like important people, uh, in wizards of the coast and in the community at large. And like, I loved this movie. I loved getting to see my creation coming to life, like on a big screen in a wonderful way. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I will be going and seeing it again. I will be purchasing multiple <laughs> tickets to watch this movie over and over again. And he was like, and so should everybody else, because yeah. this was beautiful. And I was like, I like that. Like he was, when he was even saying like, he's like, I didn't see my name in the credits, but there were also people standing up. So it might've been in there. I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Like he was like, I don't even have to have credit for this. But I loved this movie. I loved seeing. Yeah. Like, I love that D&D is becoming a big thing yeah. and was like, go and support this. This was great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the thing about it is, is that as far as I know that, like, he probably didn't contribute to the movie itself. Those yeah. people might have actually been a part mm-hmm. of the writing team mm-hmm. or or. But- you say that, Something but, like but that. for the person who made. Oh, no, I know. Forgotten I know. Realms. They probably like... should have been like, like a little. <laughs> Thank, thanks to Ed Green. <laughs> thanks to but, Ed Green. I mean, for, and they might yeah. have. I didn't check to see if he was yeah. in the credits either. But like he did this like long Twitter like uh, thread that was just like, this is awesome. If you haven't seen it, go see it. Like this, this movie is wonderful. Like yeah. if you like D&D. Or want to get into D&D or anything, like, watch this movie. <laughs> yeah. It is nice to see someone that, like, who created it to mm-hmm. be excited about a Hollywood movie like that. Because a lot yeah. of times there's always, like, big issues between creators and the the yeah. movie writers. Because it's like, well, I did this and we made it different. And it's like, okay, come on. <laughs> I know it's kind of silly to say, but I would love to hear uh, Gygax's opinion on this if he was still around. Like, oh, the the guy that created yeah, Gary, Gary Gygax. Yeah. Like, just because I know that Forgotten Realms wasn't his thing. He did Greyhawk, mm-hmm. but like, just to see like what this like little game that he made for his buddies in his basement, and like to see what it's become now. Yeah. And like see how widespread this is enough to where it's got like number one movie in the world right now. Mm-hmm. 
came from this like thing that he made. And like, let's be honest, when he created Dungeons and Dragons, he was not great at like he was a great storyteller and a great like uh, game master, but he was not good at making rules for games. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of run on sentences and a lot of mechanics that were just like, what on earth? earth is that yeah but which is why there are no rules and uh, (laughs) yeah but but like he created this thing for his friends and a group of other people and like it has blown up into this massive like worldwide sensation nowadays with with the advent of fifth edition and like thanks to critical role and uh stranger things so i think i think (laughs) a good question like final question might be like we keep saying that. Yeah. Well, no. So I, I think I think this might might help it wrap it up. Do you think that this movie is going to push more people into playing D anD? I think so. Honestly, do you think so? Do you think like there will be like those those of us that are already geeks already played a ton? Like we're going to possibly incorporate some of the things that we saw. Obviously, because like it was awesome. Yeah. And we loved it. But do you think those people who were just like on a Friday night, like I want to go on a date where I want to go just go see a movie mm-hmm. and like not never played before, never doesn't really know anything about D and D. Do you think that this will drive them to, to get into it? I hope so. And, and I have hopes that the D and D community at large doesn't gatekeep. Yeah. Like, because, because there's, there's a lot of people that have this sense of superiority, like, oh, I've been playing since first edition, and, like, you're new to this, you've only ever played 5e, you don't know what you're talking about. Like, okay, so help them. Yeah. Don't, don't hold it over everybody's head that, like, you've been playing this for so long. Because, like, I first, the first edition I ever played was 3.5, and then I briefly tried fourth edition, and I didn't really care for it, and then got into fifth edition. So I am mainly a 5e player, and... I've been playing for seven, almost seven years now. I think something. It was seven. Heather will probably know. (laughs) Um, So like the gatekeeping is a real thing. And like, even, even with me playing as long as I have and knowing the lore that I know and like all the, all the stuff like that. Cause like eight of the like 12 channels I'm subscribed to on YouTube are all just D and D lore. Yeah. Like, I could be one of those gatekeepers that's, that's like, a low oh, subscriber. You amount. don't know anything. You're an idiot. Like I know all this. Like, but how is that going to help the hobby grow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like all that's going to do is paint you and your community as a pretentious bunch of jerks and say like, oh, I liked the movie, but screw that game. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that like especially with our group, um, the gatekeeping is like, there's no gatekeeping whatsoever yeah, in our group. Yeah. Cause like we, we just brought your brother into it and, yeah. and had to be like, okay, look, if I say something that doesn't make sense to you, stop me right there. Yeah. Let me explain it. Yeah. I don't want you to be lost. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny too. Cause when we were creating his character and you were saying certain things, I'm like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Adam, by the way, Adam, this is, this is, this is what this means. Just so you know, he's like, like, oh, oh, yeah. He's like, AC. I'm like, dude, and and Adam, Adam even went, I didn't even understand that. I didn't understand that. So thanks, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) But as a newer player, I've been playing for what? Two years. Mm Mm-hmm. And like you've been playing two years now. We've been playing for two years together. Dang, we need to, we need to make this campaign move forward. Yeah. We do. <laughs> but yeah, and like me, my as biggest a new, weakness new... as a DM is pushing the storyline. Like <laughs> we we have so much fun at the table that I'm just like, why would I end this? Like, yeah. 
Um, but yeah, me as a, as a newer player, being able to see that both lines of it, of like, I know what you're talking about. I know some of the lore that you're talking about. I know the mechanics of the game. I can still be like, hold on. The new player doesn't know what that Mm -hmm. means. Yeah. (laughs) But that's, that's what like, that's what's so great about D and D is that like, you can, you can bring in all these new people and like, they may be friends from like work, like Joel or like friends that you've met through other people like, like Dan was. And, Mm -hmm. and you know, we've gotten to, yeah, yeah, thanks, David. Um, oh, look, we found another thing David likes, Dan. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes! Does he actually like Dan, though? Uh, it doesn't matter. We do. Um, <laughs> so it, it's brought us to this point where, like, we all Just have... Just kidding, David. Have yeah, fun we in know, England. We, yeah. There's, like, this point where we have this, like, camaraderie that we've all joined together. And, like, we've now, like, moved into each other's lives, like... We're over at your house all the time. You're over at our house all the time. Like, heck, we're going to see each other. Like, we saw each other last night. We're going to see each other today, today, obviously. And then you guys are coming back down tomorrow. Yeah. So, (laughs) So like, like, we, (laughs) you, you start. And we live an hour away, by the way. Yeah. We live an hour from each other. Like, you start these relationships off and you start these friendships. Like, honestly, kind of like the movie did. Like, you have these relationships where Mm -hmm. things aren't quite developing, like Simon and Doric. Yeah. Doric. Yes. You got it. So, like, I'm really bad with, like, made-up names. That's why all of my characters start with the letter F. Um, (laughs) And so, you have these, like, developments, and and it's so cool to see, like, in the movie, almost like how it is in real life. Like, at the end of the movie, they're all friends. They're all, like, quote-unquote family. And that's a lot of, like, what we are. Yeah. And... Yeah, like, we we hang out enough to where my daughter now calls Dan Uncle Dan. Like, we didn't prompt her to do that. She just one day (laughs) realized that, like, we have as close of a friendship as I do with Matt, who is her actual, like, blood uncle. Yeah. So now she just calls Dan Uncle Dan. And so it's like she she's just seen this similarity between the friendship that we have and the closeness and is like, oh, this must be my uncle. This must be part of our family. Like, yeah. So what we're trying to say, I think, is go see the movie and then you'll get a family. Yeah. 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 Go, go see the movie, yeah. buy an entire bucket worth of dice <laughs> and the player's handbook. Please, if you please buy the player's handbook, if you're trying at least (laughs) like you don't have to have all the other books, but like if you have that one, it helps the DM out significantly. Yeah. I don't want I to bought sp- it and I still haven't read it. I don't it. want to spend the money. <laughs> yeah, Blake, I'll just buy your copy. <laughs> I yeah, read, I read my stuff. Until we both needed it at the same time. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, Matt, can I have the player's handbook? And you're like, uh, well, I'm I haven't using finished it. I'm reading. Like, I'm like, give me <laughs> my book. Blake, Blake, do you need to borrow mine? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, I think I have a good enough understanding of the basic mechanics after seven years that I don't I don't need it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing that's good. If you know what you're looking for online, you can find the rules. Yeah, yeah. And especially because they've now all been added to public domain or 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 whatever. Crea- yeah. Creative Commons. Yeah, yeah, Creative Commons. Yeah, so, so you can find most of the fifth edition rules online for free. Yeah. So be open. Yeah, be and, open to change, be the change you want to see in the world. And it's not as and dorky. It's not as dorky as it seems. Well, well it is as dorky. It's as, as dorky as it seems. But it's, but it's a but, fun but, kind but of dorky. But don't be afraid to embrace the dorkiness. Like yeah. when you first start, and like people are getting into character and doing silly voices and stuff, and you're sitting at the table like, oh yeah, I'm gonna have to do like. And I, don't well, don't worry don't, about doing don't the voices either. You don't have, to do, either. Either. You don't have to do a voice. Yeah, but no. it's weird to like talk in character because like somebody addresses your character and you're like, and it's it's 
it's really easy to say, well, like, oh, well, Lalander said, like, yeah. says something along these lines, and it's like, do it just first just person, em- not third person. Just yeah. embrace it because it's super fun. Like, and that's one of the things I appreciated when we got Adam into it is like the first sentence he said was in character, and he did a voice, yep. and I was like, like that started like right away, and I was like. Hey, like I didn't even have the confidence to do that yeah. when I first started. Like I was like, oh yeah, so this I was DMing because yeah. I didn't start as a player. I was very foolish, and I, and I was like, I was like, because I just bought the starter set on a whim. Yeah, and was like, yeah, let's try this out. I thought it was kind of just like a board game, um, uh-uh. <laughs> which was weird because I had played third edition before, but also that guy wasn't DMing properly. He was just doing combat yeah um but like so i was like oh it's just some kind of game and like i was like oh well this character says something along these lines and that's how i dm'd for a while like mm. i never got into any character like and then you introduced the Poofus and it was all <laughs> that guy was fun I'm just, <laughs> I'm just saying but like if you're new to it and like don't worry about feeling like a dork you're gonna feel like a dork for like the first two times you do it but if you just embrace it and commit the whole game just becomes so much yeah. better. Like and you if, honestly if you commit out. to role playing, yeah, you're gonna make friends out of it. Nobody's gonna like like you sit up at the table and you're like, oh yeah, I'm playing a goblin, and then they say something to you and you're like, hi, my name's Grimble Gramble the Goblin. <laughs> like the first time you do that, you're gonna like, oh, everybody's gonna look at me dumb. But then you actually say it and they're like, nice voice, man. Like that was great. Like good job, keep it up. Like it's a welcoming community. Yeah. And you can move part. on. And you can move on like. Like me, I know I suck at voices. Like, I am absolutely <laughs> awful. The worst voice impressions So we're like, going to do ever, the wrong ever. voice actor game today, Yes, right? uh, exactly. And so, <laughs> oh, God, please no. Um, and so, like, while I know I can't do that, like, I try and define my characters by, mm. like, their oddities. And yeah. so, like... And speech patterns and speech patterns and like voice. And, like... You know, education like friendly levels. has a little bit of a lisp. Yeah, he's, just a little bit sometimes. He's slightly Mike Tysony. Yeah, <laughs> or or y- you have these different things that you can do, and it's so awesome just to be there with friends and being able to be a goofball. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. our D and D sessions after every week, like with my job and how terrible it is sometimes. Like being able to just get together with friends and and stab something or eat something's fingers or like you know just have in these in game in game in game oh i guess i'll call that guy and tell him he's not needed anymore but <laughs> it's it's not just a way to like it's not just a game you're playing. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to play Friday Night Risk. It's and a we're community. Gonna... Yeah, it's yeah. a community, and it's building up a family, and it's yeah. great. Yeah. I don't love it. I love it. A lot. I like a lot. A lot. Yeah. A lot. So I think to wrap it up, let's all say our favorite character, and then from the movie. From the, think... Oh, from the movie. Oh, I yeah, thought you were think... talking about our characters. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, Friendly is my favorite character. Lillander's probably mine. Yeah, yeah. Wham. Wham. Yeah. Wham. But Wham. so Wham. in the movie, who's y'all's favorite character? Olga. Holga? I, I, hmm. <laughs> you can say the same thing. Just because the bar- they, they did such a they good job of portraying the barbarian. They did such a great job like, with that, yeah. I thought, I thought that she was going to be, like, the big, tough woman that's also, like, the secret brains behind everything. But, like, nah. all nah, of her suggestions nah. were spot on for barbarians. <laughs> She's just like, we need a deer. Like, <laughs> no, we don't. So you're saying she did turn into a deer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite? All right. So I would have to say Holga probably for the exact same reason, but I will say as a close, close second, uh, it would probably be Simon. Yeah. 
Just, I, I mean, just because of that same. I like, will pick Doric like every time because of my stupid like love you for like druids. druids yeah. yeah, but Simon also close second. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, that will wrap up our uh, insanely long talk. Insanely long talk on Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Uh, but if you guys are enjoying uh, listening, please uh, share with your friends, and uh, we will see you next time. Or not see you, but... You yeah. don't have any friends. <laughs> <laughs> Bye! <laughs>